0: The Bar Star Podcast, hosted by Stephen O'Reilly, is a podcast about working musicians, their friends, and their opinions. Stephen is a musician in Louisville, Kentucky, who has... Wait a second. This guy's a drummer, not a real musician. Somebody gave a drummer a microphone for his voice? The hell? Unreal. Unbelievable.
1: To another episode of the Bar Star Podcast. I am your host, Stephen O'Reilly. I want to thank you guys for coming back once again to hang out with my silly ass. I hope everybody is doing well. I hope everybody had a good week. And as always, I hope you guys went out and did some shit. Please make sure you check out my sponsor, Prophecy Inc., located in the fabulous highlands in Louisville, Kentucky. Go in the shop and mention the Bar Star Podcast. You will get 10% off your tattoo by any artist in the shop. Not just Travis. You need to go to Travis because he's really, really good. But they've got some really cool artists in there. They have a new artist. Can't remember her name, but you need to go check them out. I hope you guys enjoyed last week's show. Actually, two weeks ago because I'm off this week. Not last week. Whatever week this is, you'll figure it out by the time I post this shit. What are you laughing at? I haven't even started with you yet. Stacy. And I went to New York, and it was awesome, and we had to make a show about it, and I got some good feedback from it already. So by the time this post, I'll have lots of feedback, and Stacy feels like a superstar. So keep all those good comments coming. It makes her feel good. I am not flying solo today. If you've read the, the uh, labored written descriptions of my shows, which you guys need to be, I'm hanging out with the one and only... Here we go. The, I'm not done yet. The Ever Fabulous... You're wearing sleeves today, which is fucking shocking, actually. It's new for me. It is new for you. I kind of like it. Phenomenal guitar player, phenomenal bass player, phenomenal singer. Don't ever fucking headbutt me again, or we'll never be friends. The one and only Ronnie Watchmaker. What's up, buddy? What's up, (laughs) buddy? How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I'm fantastic. Have you seen me?
0: Uh, Yeah, that's why I had to ask. Oh, (laughs) so it begins. Yeah, yeah bald guys have to do that thing right
1: well yeah i shaved today i had to how's life man how's things it's
0: good busy busy except for this uh messed up wrist of mine in the cast uh, i do
1: have a silver sharpie i should sign that because it's black
0: i got a story for you there <laughs> <laughs> it starts already the, the day i got it i walk into work and this girl goes why'd you get black why didn't you get a white one could i could, so i could sign it and i was like you think you are lady gaga i don't need your damn autograph <laughs>
1: But I have silver Sharpies. Yeah. I might actually allow you. I should just put the Barstar podcast on there, and then you could just be a walking billboard until that thing comes off.
0: You have three weeks. I'll let you do it.
1: I'll slide you some money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I could get a Happy Meal. <laughs> we do know that I am broke.
1: Oh, God. That's awesome. All All right, right. I'm a musician. <laughs> we are a musician. So... We're not going to do the whole you were born, grown-up bullshit. You've listened to enough of my shows, you know I don't do that. Yeah. I do have some random questions for you. But I do want you, because I think it's a cool story, I do want you to tell the story of how you and I met. I obviously know the story because you've told me two or three times. When you get drunk, you, you tend to tell me four times, but, which is even more funny.
0: <laughs> so it, pretty much every time I see you. Pretty much. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, seriously, I, I thought that was a really cool story, how we met, because... If I'm not mistaken, you met me right when I moved up here. Mm-hmm. So it would have been 11 years ago.
0: Yes. All right. Carry on. I okay. Do you. Uh, I was at Mom's Music. Never heard of it. Okay. You used to work there. <laughs> <laughs> that was my uh, little uh, tribute to Kevin. Yeah. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. Got a lot of shit to do. <laughs> <laughs> nice shirt. Thanks. Yeah. I just had it stuffed. Anyway, Anyways. No yeah. Uh, so I went in there to uh, get my son some drum lessons. Mm-hmm. And I was going to talk to... Um, Rob, mm-hmm. um, can't remember Rob's last name. Doesn't matter. Anyways, and I went up. I uh, was talking to Ryan Murphy. Never heard of him. Hashtag he, RMT. Yeah, hashtag. <laughs> Anyways, I was like, I want to get some drum lessons from my son and talk to Rob. And he's like, you don't want Rob. We got a new guy. I was like, who's the new guy? And he's like, see the bald guy sitting over there. I was like, yeah, he's the new guy. I went, never heard of him. He's <laughs> like, no, that's you why gotta, I said never heard of him. You got to check him out. You got to check him out. I was like, okay. And I don't know if you remember, if you remember or not, but I come up and I talked to you, and I was like, "Show me a little something." And you did this like crazy little drum fill while spinning sticks, and I was like, oh, "Okay, that'll be the guy." Okay, be the guy. <laughs> I don't know how good a player he is, but he's a show off, and I kind of dig that.
1: <laughs> no, not you. I, I vaguely remember that, and then I think you, because that was at the time when I first moved up here. The um, Moms had the waiting area with the coffee shop. Yes. And they had, they actually, for probably three or four months, they played my DVD all day yes. long. Which was really cool. It was really weird, but it was really cool. Yeah. And I think you saw that as I well. I
0: saw that, and then I saw, um, I looked up um, YouTube. There's a There was a video of you from your graduating performance from the Atlanta Music Institute where you all did Frankenstein.
1: Oh, yeah. I did Frankenstein, and I did... Uh, there's another one on there somewhere I did um, for my, that was for Jason, my buddy Jason's graduation, and then there's another one where when I did my graduation, I did The Mirror by Dream Theater.
0: Right. I remember, I saw that one too, but the, the Frankenstein one blew me away. I was, like, I, was like, I was like, there's no keyboard player. How are they doing this? <laughs> Pretty awesome. School full of badasses is yeah, what was that pretty, was. I don't yeah. know what the fuck I was
1: doing. I don't, I don't know who
0: both those guitar players were, but they were blowing my mind.
1: I'll have to look at the video and tell you. I know who they are. I just can't remember. Yeah, if it's been so long since so I've awesome. seen it. Uh, I th- if I'm not mistaken, I think one of them was Carl Culpepper, who is a phenomenal player. He uh, he actually taught at AIM for a long time. He doesn't teach anymore, but he's um, he lives in Atlanta and he's, he's a little older than both of us, actually, but he's been playing forever. He's a monster player.
0: But anyway. Pretty much anybody that goes there is a monster player, I would assume.
1: For the most part. Yeah. I mean, we all have, everybody has strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have shit tons of weaknesses. We still do. I just hide them. Yeah. I hide them very, very well. <laughs> I don't let nobody know that shit. Except I didn't that. hear anything. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so that's how we met. And then we we did we never really started hanging out. But we kept having these weird run-ins where we would almost play together and then
0: not play together.
1: And then we would almost start a band and then not start a band.
0: That's still kind of happening. It is. It (laughs) is still kind of happening.
1: But you were in Big Rock Show.
0: Uh, Not at that time. You weren't in it yet? actually When I first met you, I was either still in Excess or I was in Jefferson Tark Bus when Dave Moody was in Billy Ray Cyrus.
1: Got gotcha. you. Got gotcha, you got gotcha, you.:
0: gotcha. And then I joined Big Rock Show, and then that was about the time uh, when Tarkbus went through like crazy things. Steve retired and then came back and then retired. And that's right around the time when you joined Tarkbus.: I joined Tark. OK: you-
1: I didn't realize that you had gotten Big Rock Show when the same time I got in Tarkbus.
0: was pretty close. Uh, I was already in Rock Show, um, I think about a year. Gotcha. When you joined Tarkbus.: That makes sense. I remember you called me when they called you and offered you the gig and I was getting ready to go into the AC/DC concert and you were like, "Dude, I got to talk to you. What do you think? Should I take the gig?" <laughs> I like,
1: shit, I forgot about that. I did.
0: Yep. And I, I, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it's you're going to work every week, go get paid."
1: Go. I, I that's right. Holy shit. Wow. That's it. Shows over.
0: My <laughs> memory blows.
1: You're right. I did. I forgot about. It. I forgot all about that. Mm-hmm. I did call you because I knew you were in it. Yeah, and you I knew had, all
0: the guys, and you right. really didn't know any of the guys. I didn't
1: know anybody. I had met Dave once, in, uh him and I talked about it on his episode when when he came up to me in mm-hmm. Phoenix Hill and said, "You need me," and I went, "I don't fucking need anybody," and that was how Dave and I became friends. <laughs> but we didn't really click and become friends until I got in a band. Yeah. So I do. Ah, shit! I totally forgot. About that's awesome. High five mm-hmm. in the microphone. Ooh,
0: that was a good one. Oh, look at that. Spike. That was a I'm not supposed to one. look over there. Yes, don't look <laughs> over
1: there. I'm allowed, you're not. Okay, so anyway, um, how long were you in Big Rock Show? Because I was in Tark Bus about five and a half years. Cause I, well, left I was in there until the end of it
0: a year and a half ago. So a year and a half ago? Okay. right around eight and a half, nine years.
1: Okay, gotcha. Now, the, that band is done, done, right? I don't know. You don't know?
0: Um I'm, here's the thing. People keep asking me if we're ever going to do any more shows. Right. Um and here's basically which is here, why I brought it up. Here, yeah, here's basically what happened. Um Dave decided and Dave was in the band for 16 years. Yes. decided he wanted to do something different. Wanted to take a break for a while and then do something different. Right. You know, he did the same thing for 16 years. I and get I was it. like, I get it. Cool. I, yeah. I get it. Um at that time, I mean me me and John and um James had talked about continuing the Big Rock show, right? But at that time, I'd already gone through so many, you know, d- just guitar players right. alone. Uh, from when Dave died, we had eight, nine different guys filling in for the first six months, and then we got lucky and got McCreary, and you know, he was with us for a few years until Cracker stole him. Go, Kevin. I'm like, nope. <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, Can't hey, be I'm mad at happy. him. No, no, he <laughs> called me. He's like, man, I don't want to tell you this. I'm like, dude, I already know. Go yeah Go, yeah take yeah. it run and then at that time you know we got kind of up in the air what we were going to do uh we talked to steve osborne he was talking about playing with us uh, mm-hmm. before he passed away and then john called us said hey i want to gig so we grabbed john went on a uh, few years with john and then they just wanted to take a break do something different and uh at that time i was just like you know i think i want to take a break do something different i wanted to play guitar right i wanted to get away from playing bass a little bit and play guitar uh that's what you know i'd already put um rockadelic together right with Chico and Christian and Eric and you know that's been through several member changes too right uh, and you know I'm happy happy playing guitar but like I tell everybody if at some point uh Dave says hey I'd like to do some rock show gigs I'm a, I'm a all about it nice you know, love to do Well it.
1: he's in Van Whalen now yes, correct that just happened he, uh, a few weeks ago yeah he just got that gig cuz I saw something on And uh, that's perfect for him I think so too. They're the stuff that they're Rock, doing is
0: country. Yeah. and he loves all of it.
1: Yeah. And Misty B, the bass player, she's awesome she's awesome. She's awesome. Tiny little firecracker. Yeah. She's yeah. a little badass.
0: She's it's cool a great chick. tone out of that bass too. Yeah. And it's a it's a really inexpensive bass. I love when you find those and they get great tone. Oh yeah. You go, <laughs> wait, what?
1: I've got a couple rigs like that. You've uh the Perpenko rig that used yeah. to be blue that everybody loved forever. That rig's probably worth twenty bucks.
0: <laughs> the heads are worth twenty bucks. Well, the paint's worth <laughs> way more than that, but
1: that's that's one of those rigs I came across Man. twenty, no joke, probably twenty years ago. And I've ha- actually it's been longer than that. What am I? 20, uh, no, it's been about twenty years ago. I've had it. Damn, I've had that little rig forever. But it's one of those rigs I came across, and I went, "That thing sounds and it's how much? Fuck yeah, yeah. I'll take it." And I've used that rig I'm, for I'm almost st- everything.
0: I'm still like that. I have all these really nice, expensive guitars and the two i end up playing all the time are two of my least expensive guitars right and now i the, love them
1: now the rig i play all the time now is my most expensive rig that you've seen that great yeah. kit yeah, yeah it's pretty <laughs> it's beyond pretty um okay so let's get the formalities out of the way when you start playing sir how long have you been playing and what was your first instrument those two questions i don't know the answer to i don't know what you started playing first you've never told me
0: well it's it's i actually i actually started on guitar mm-hmm. um when I was like nine years old, somewhere around in there, you were never nine. I had you came
1: out at like forty.
0: Yeah. Well, okay. I was like, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> pretty much. But, and I was like, I was about. Nine, I thought I was say it was like nine years old, and um, it's kind of hard to explain. I called her aunt. I called her Aunt Teresa. She was, mm-hmm. but she wasn't really my aunt. She was like my second cousin. Gotcha. Uh, but she was older, and we just I don't know why, but we called her Aunt Teresa. Anyway, she gave me, uh, and it's it's a. Piece of garbage, nylon string acoustic guitar, right? That she had had since she was a kid because she, you know, that was my thing when I was a kid. I had a little AM radio and I was just rocking and singing. and Nice, I mean, from some time I was five, six years old, so you came out a ham yeah, pretty much. Okay, uh, I mean, you know, I did, watching Michael Jackson and trying to be it, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, I did too. I, I ain't throwing stones, brother, but yeah, she gave it to me and uh, I learned uh, a couple songs from my mom. Uh, you know, she got me a little chord book and I learned. Basically, some of the songs that she loved, you know, House of the Rising Sun and uh, some Dave Mason and some stuff like that. Pause.
1: I have to say, as much as that song can annoy people, I actually like playing drums to House of the Rising Sun. It's Tons. a great song. It is a great I mean, song. And it's still a I know great people song. get tired of it, but I actually like playing drums to
0: that. Carry on. Sorry. Well, okay. I'll top that. I actually like playing Mustang Sally. I like playing Mustang Sally my way. Yeah, because I, 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 actually, do, my, I, I do everything my way. Well, I do too, <laughs> but
1: I purposely pull that groove back even more. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you and I have ever played it together. A couple guys I've jumped on stage and played with. Uh, the last one I did was Wolf Brothers, and one of the guys turned around and he goes, How did you make that groove even deeper? And I went, Because I purposely pull it back, because it just, it's one of those Arsenio Hall sweat sock yeah. face wrinkle songs. You just gotta pull that shit. Anyway, sorry. Karen. I think
0: most songs are better if you play them slower.
1: Unless you're in Tark Bus it. and then you want to play everything
0: well, 10 times too fast. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Dave. But, uh, no, I, and, but I really didn't, you know, like I said I, I picked up a few songs, but I never really, Nylon String Acoustic Guitar. No, I get it. I uh, get it. Begged my mom for a guitar. Begged my mom for a guitar. Uh, got, finally got one when I was about 12 years old. Right. A uh, little uh, SG style guitar that she had bought at Surface Merchandise. For probably forty bucks, yeah, most of but, you
1: don't remember what a service merchandise is. Yeah.
0: I do. I know you do
1: because yeah. you got the guitar from there.
0: I, I used to love to go there as a kid because they had like the greatest toy, <laughs> toy store area. was awesome. It was they awesome. Did. It was awesome. Did. But well, now, could I, you
1: compare a modern day store to service merchandise?
0: I don't know that there is one. I don't think so either.
1: It was a store all. all I mean, on pretty its much own.
0: nowadays, everything, every big store like that has everything. It's a food store. It's a clothes store. I mean, True. it was more of. We'll Service merchandise was like toys, uh, kitchen utensils and items, uh, camping gear, So stuff like It was kind of everything like, but clothes. Everything but clothes. So we'll call it the
1: first big box store.
0: Yeah, kind of like that. All right. Kind of like that. Carry on. So she bought me that, um, and I had some buddies that I went to school with who played guitar. Right. And the next thing I knew, we were all just uh, kind of playing guitar. Um, I didn't have an amp. Uh, you're going to love this. So I plugged into a reel-to-reel tape recorder yes. and just cranked it up, and it just got this nasty, dirty, <laughs> uh, almost fuzzbox kind of sound. It, it sounded
1: just, so shitty. It was awesome. I,
0: I, I thought it sounded great. That's at what the I mean. Um, but then I had uh, one of my buddies at that time uh, who did have... He had a little Marshall, and we were like, oh, I hate this guy. <laughs> but, uh, we hate all you and your Marshall. Yeah, we all started playing, and um, everybody played guitar. You know that uh, I had a buddy, Kevin Watts. I don't know if you know Kevin or not. I know Plays that drums. name. I know that uh, name. He played drums. He's a sound man around town now. He was at Gersel's forever, uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pick, he pick, played drums and he lived over that. off Norris place in the Highlands. I lived in the heart of Germantown uh, along with a couple of my guitar player buddies, right. and we would walk down Eastern Parkway with a wagon to get his drum kit, put it in the wagon, and bring it to my grandma's house. She had a she had a summer house in the back. Right set his drums up, and we'd all play guitar. Well, at some point, Kevin had another buddy that played drums, and he brought him over. Kevin switched to bass. Well, Kevin didn't like playing bass. (laughs) Kevin just wanted to sing at that point. (laughs) He was like, well, somebody else has to play bass. And I was like, all right, I'll play bass, but I have to get a bass. And Kevin's like, no, here, you can just have this one. How much he didn't want to play bass. That's funny. Here's this. In fact, you can have my trainer block, which was a great bass amp for back then. Uh, It was what I called the tank of bass amps. Uh, We threw it across the concrete floor, picked it up, plugged it back in. It was good. So Then I switched the bass, and then from there on, I just kind of learned both. Right. And then just kind of had this theory in my head, I can always get a gig if I know how to play both.
1: That theory is correct. You have always had gigs. Yeah. And I have played behind you with you doing both. yes, I prefer you as a guitar
0: player and here's the thing i get I get that so much from a lot of what i what I consider to be the the really talented guys in town. Mm. Uh, you, know, you tell me that, Chip Adams tells me that uh, just several guys that tell me you I mean you're I, I prefer it when you play guitar, and I'm like, I, I think I'm a better bass player, but
1: I'll, I'll tell I you why. I prefer me playing guitar. But. I will tell you why from my perspective. I can't speak for anybody else. Playing with you, you play bass very well. You play guitar very well. But the way you play bass, you approach it like a guitar. Right. So when you play guitar and you're approaching it like a guitar, there's more that comes out of it. Right. One is not necessarily better than the other, but I prefer you playing guitar.
0: I think most really good guitar players have a background in bass. I would b- agree. Because it gives them, or, or the, the ones who are really good at playing rhythm. Mm-hmm. And and I'm a bigger advocate for be a great rhythm player. You, don't worry about being a great solo player. Dude, I would... Solos I'll, will come later.
1: I'll take a rhythm guitar player over a shredder any fucking day. I tell me.
0: everybody, I love Angus Young, but Malcolm Young was ACDC.
1: I agree <laughs> with you a million percent. And I'm not even a guitar player. just from Just from a rhythmic standpoint, being a drummer and most people know that I feed off let me rephrase that people that have been following this show and my close musician friends know that I feed off guitar anyway I don't really feed off a bass I do everything backwards and it's because when I started playing it was just myself and a guitar player for probably two or three years right so I learned how to hear melody and all that shit way earlier than I learned how to hear quote rhythm section but it's easier for me and I don't mean this in a derogatory way it's easier for me to get a bass player to follow me than me follow him than it is to get a guitar player to lock in with me rhythmically so when I find a good rhythm guitar player I'm like oh my god that's fucking amazing because now there's the three piece rhythm section instead of just bass and drums now there's actually a little bit of melody happening but it's also bass, guitar, and drums making that rhythm section solo guy and the singer can go do whatever the fuck they want to do our job, we're making them look better that's why I prefer it
0: I agree, absolutely and there's a lot to do with tone there uh, for a rhythm guitar player. A lot of lead players, they, their tone's a little too middy, a little too bright, a little too harsh. Yeah, because it's got, good a players, got a Good rhythm player's got a good low-mid Yep. punch to it. it you know, Cracking the makes fucking Makes people ribs. dance.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just got cracked in the ribs. What happened, guitar player? Oh, okay.
0: <laughs> it might have been me throwing my guitar.
1: <laughs> there is that. There is that. I've come close to being whacked a couple times by that thing. Uh, so, you, did, you went through all these transitions with all these players. When did you actually start going, oh, I can really fucking do this?
0: Oh, the minute I picked one up.
1: Not the answer I wanted. God, <laughs> man. Thanks for following um, my interview. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, uh, Let me, all right, I, I, I'll word it another way. Most of us know as soon as we pick something up. When did you figure out, was it after you were playing in your grandma's summer house and you went, oh, I can actually really fucking do this?
0: I don't know that I got there yet. Second time, show's over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, really, because I mean, I'm that guy who's always, I, I'm always my worst critic. Uh, Everybody is. And um, I, I'm still For trying to For the record, do kids,
1: it. I'm actually not drinking
0: coffee today. I'm drinking a soda. I, I, I've never seen you do that before. I know, you
1: were a little shocked <laughs> when you came in. You're like, what? that's not coffee, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I just ate lunch before you got here. Don't worry, I'll have a coffee before the show's over.
0: But I think what you're getting at is, when did I first... Be like, hey, I can make money doing this.
1: No, not even that. Or not I can make that. a
0: career out of this, or this is what I want to do, that. and not do anything else. Yeah,
1: when you figured out I can actually do this, I'm good at this. I'm going to pursue this. The money thing always comes later because I'll tell you. I dude, would
0: say high school.
1: High school. High school. See, that's what I. That's what I kind of gathered because I think that's when most of us we start to kind of develop. Yeah, and then we go. Oh, I could really fucking do this. That's what I mean by doing this. The money and all that bullshit is always yep. irrelevant because I never really thought about money as far as making money for music till I had been doing it for a long time. Yeah. And then I went, why well, the fuck ain't I making no damn money? This is stupid. So it, it, I never approach it from that.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? I would say I was probably 13, 14 years old. Um and and here's the funny thing. and you're where you were at with uh what was your first band? This mm-hmm. rolls right into that cuz this is what I consider to be my really my first band. Right. And uh it was me, a guy named Steve Johnson on guitar, another guy from uh the Germantown area, mm-hmm. and a guy named Billy Kidd on drums, which who I still run into every now and then. And I could not tell you the name of the band for anything. And I have several pictures at home, <laughs> promo <laughs> shots, shots of us playing when we played a uh, Like we used to play, like uh, there was year, I mean years ago, uh, when I was in high school days. So this was early, very early eighties, eighty one.
1: I've seen pictures of you with hair. Well,
0: this this was that; those were later than that. (laughs) (laughs) We used to play like teen clubs and stuff. Right. Uh, There was an arcade over in Germantown called Studio Seven. We used to play there in the basement a lot, and uh, Champs, Roller Rink, and things like that. And and we never really kind of took off because. We were trying Kids. to be like no, we were basically trying to be like what Big Rock Show did back then, and just saying oh. middle finger to the man. We play what we like, and we don't care what you like, right? Uh, so we're showing up, and they're like, man, well, why don't y'all play some uh, Foreigner? Why don't you play? they like, now nah, here's some Rush. Here's some... <laughs> <laughs> We don't really do that. How about some ELP? We like that. You know? <laughs> and, you know, everybody else is like, man. We want to dance. Like we don't play any dance music. <laughs> How about some UFO? <laughs> so, you,
1: so you were musically hard headed even way back then. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> hey, <laughs> you are what you are.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep. And so, I had a cheap old bass. Uh, hang on, I can't even remember the, the name of the bass I had now. Uh, but it's funny that the, now that bass is worth a lot of money. <laughs> Did you get rid of it? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It, it was a Univox. It was a black and white Univox bass, kind of like an upside down P bass body. Gotcha. Uh, I know. I, two bone buckers, toggle switch. And uh, actually, I have pictures of me playing this bass. I had it, played it for years. Short scale neck for my little butt. and uh, For what? My little butt, short scale neck. <laughs>
1: I have no comeback for that. (laughs) Because you have no ass at all. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And there's at least three people scratching their head going, how do you know that? Because I play drums. I'm behind him all night. I know he has no ass. Not to mention, I watch people's asses. Do you know why?
0: This is why Chico keeps hiring girl
1: singers. (laughs) Good point. You know why I watch people's asses I play with? Years and years and years ago. I know everybody's making a joke right now and you're about to, but this is actually true. Years and years and years ago, I read a story about how Max Weinberg got the gig with Bruce Springsteen. He was one of, I don't know, we'll call it 30 because I can't remember the fucking article. He was one of 30 people that showed up to do the audition. And they all had the same thing. It was three songs and then like a five-minute quote jam or whatever. And Max Weinberg didn't even get out of the room and Bruce Springsteen said, you're hired. And they asked him how he did it how was he better and how was he able to shine through everybody else he said i learned the songs obviously he said in the entire time we were doing our jam he said i watched his ass and i watched his left leg he said and it told me exactly where i needed to go and ever since then i went. Makes sense that makes sense so i started watching people's legs and their ass that Mm -hmm. i'm on stage with and i've always been able to kind of navigate that and follow it because when you guys are playing guitar in, even singers too, but mostly guitar players and bass players. But when you guys are playing guitar. My leg's always moving. Your leg's always moving, and it's usually, if you're a right handed player, it's usually the left leg. Yeah. And I started watching it and I went, holy shit, it's fucking true. That's why I watch people's asses.
0: Makes sense. Yeah. Brilliant. Get,
1: it, it does. <laughs> I mean, it really does make It's, it's, there, there's like a whole book of jokes you can write about it. That's why he played for Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, but that's why he played for Bruce Springsteen. That's how he got it's the not gig. not a bad gig to have. No, <laughs> does not suck. Not too much. <clears throat> What'd you do today? I watched the guy's ass. Really? What happened? I, I got, got a paid. job.
0: I got paid. <laughs> a lot. What do you get paid to do? I get paid to watch guys' asses.
1: <laughs> Wait, is that weird? No, it's kinda, if, I'm, if I'm not behind my drums, it could be weird. <laughs> but if I'm behind my drums, no, it's all good. Um, so I'm assuming you play all through high school and all that shit. Yeah. So when did you, again, this is a question for me because I don't know. When did you figure out I can make money? We already kind of talked about that, but since you brought it up and I want to know, um, because like I said, I didn't figure it out till I had been playing for probably 10 years.
0: I mean, I had gotten, we had gotten some paid gigs, uh, but nothing ever like where you made enough money that you could really count it, you know? Right. Uh, as kids, you know, a hundred bucks to play a party or, you know, to split for six guys in a band. Cause you know, we had to have four guitar players and right. <laughs> all of that. Cause everybody sound. played and you didn't want to tell one of your buddies, they couldn't play. Right. So it's like, if you had a buddy to played, he's in the band. Hey, come on <laughs> over. He's in the band. Yeah. You, you're in the band too. <laughs> Turn around. So, let me see your butt. Yeah. No, yeah. not you. <laughs> uh, really probably not till, uh, probably not till I was probably about 20, 21 years old. Um, and I got a call from somebody who was on the road and uh, said, Hey, we need a singer. You'd be interested in coming out and singing. And I was like, oh, I'd be interested in giving it a shot. You know, I'm, I'm, I'd always sang. Right. Um, every band I was in, I'd always sang at least part of the material. Right. And I was like, Yeah, I'll give it a shot. So I went out and I auditioned for him. Um, there was a girl that auditioned the same day. This gets into a whole nother story. But uh it was actually my wife who was bro. actually my wife's best friend. This is actually how I met my wife. Oh. Um, she auditioned the same day and um, she turned the gig down. She was way better than me. Way better. A girl that could sing Judas Priest, Guns N' Roses. Damn. Yeah, impressive. And went to Oberlin School of Music for piano. Amazing keyboard player.
1: Yeah, she's way fucking better than you. <laughs>
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to that. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> but uh, I'm getting my shots out
1: of the way now because I know mine are coming. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, no. Um, she turned the gig down. They offered me the gig. Right. Um, so we have one week before we hit the road. First gig's in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Well, what year was this? Um, or time period at least? I want to say this was 86. Gotcha. 86 87 I was like 22 23 years old 22 I was 22 so two days before we're gonna hit the road the girl calls back wanting to gig.
1: Ugh.
0: so the next thing there's a band meeting with Ronnie well a girl called back and she wants to gig, but we don't you know we love you and we think you're awesome well most of the band was at this meeting not the entire band uh, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna hire her and I was like alright I get it that's cool they're like, but we're gonna fire the bass player and hire you to take his gig <laughs> <laughs> I have so many of those stories <coughs> you would not believe that's uh, but, but fucking, that, that's kind of how and, and, then, awesome. and they're like alright we're leaving to go to Fort Wayne and I'm broke I'm going out of town and uh, our sound man was Gus Gus Conk you know Gus Never heard of him. <laughs> anyways anyways I Gus, love
1: me some Gus. Yeah, so Gus, Gus comes, I don't know if you listen to my show. I would threaten you, but I know you'll fucking squash me, so please listen. Carry on.
0: Yeah. So anyways, we hit. We get in the truck and the van, and we're on our way up Fort Wayne, and we make our first stop, some little truck stop, gas station, and I'm sitting there. Everybody's going in to get drinks, food, and I'm sitting there. I'm like, I don't have any money. Like, Gus is like, here's 50 bucks. Pay me at the end of the week. Nice. So I'm like, all right, I can make 50 bucks last six days. Surely. <laughs> Did it last what'd you last you, six hours? Well, at the end of the week I still owed somebody money. <laughs> I mean I actually I was pretty good with the food. It was the it was the bar tab that got me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Do you think I drink now? You should have seen me at twenty three. <laughs> Dude.
1: Another reason why I don't drink in public. And you know I know I never drink when I play. I never have and never will. There's many reasons why I don't. That's one of the reasons. Because when I get done playing at the end of the night, I still have money coming. <laughs>
0: I don't owe anybody money. I'm, I'm smarter than that now. If it's somewhere that I don't either get a pretty good discount or free drinks, right? I take a bottle.
1: Right. No, and I, and I get that. I'm I'm just. That's one of the things I bust everybody's balls yeah. for. I have never understood it because if you know, I, hey, you want to do blow off a of stripper's titties. I don't fucking care what you do. That's not what it what it is. But if you know you're making X amount of dollars, but your average bar tab is above X amount of dollars. Maybe you should not drink that night, or at least curb it a little. I've never understood that.
0: Or, or you should be prepared to just go. Hey, I'm going to lose money tonight.
1: You can do that too, but don't try to take it out of other people's pay.
0: No, you can't do that. That's happened to me
1: a couple times. Oh no, no, yeah, no. It didn't end no. well for the other people involved.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, no, that, that doesn't happen. No. <laughs> no.
1: No. 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 That doesn't. <laughs> well, and
0: I, you know, I make fun of drinking, and my drinking in particular, but. You seen me play. I don't. I'm not overdoing it. I have no, 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 not a, when I have, you're playing. No, I have, no, I have no. a beer set, and maybe a shot here and there. Right. No,
1: when you're but, playing, I've never seen and you obliterated.
0: I'm active enough on stage that I work most stuff of it off. Pretty
1: much. <laughs> no, I've never seen you play obliterated. Where I, was it's happened it.
0: once or twice. Uh, I've usually never seen my you. birthday. Usually my birthday week, I, and I tell everybody ahead of time. Hey, I'm going to get drunk tonight. <laughs> we have another guitar player he'll cover me we'll be good we'll fine. but but i never do it at like a big club or anything right, like that right. it's usually one of our smaller gigs or something and i'm like yeah i'm gonna have i gonna have some fun tonight i'm gonna party such and such here's gonna co- cover for me nice. it's like if you hear where i'm too bad to play tell me to go sit down yep. <laughs> that's never happened well, that's a good thing so how long were you with that band
1: um, the one that you shall not remember the name because you can't. Oh,
0: the, the the first band? Yeah, the one that you went and toured with. No, that wasn't them. That's a different band. Oh shit! The, the first band you're talking about? That was a little three piece band when I was in high school. No, no,
1: no, no, not that one. Oh, the one with, the girl, the, one with you the girl
0: where okay. the band. Yeah, um, I was
1: right. You were. Wrong. I was
0: on the road with them for. Damn it! A few years. I'm gonna need about, coffee. I would say about three years. I was out on the road with them, something like that. We and we were literally always on the road. We were home. Did you just use the L word? I did. Damn it! And I told myself I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> told myself I wouldn't do it. Damn it. Man. Please say that word correctly. Literally. That oh, was kind of it's a close lame enough. attempt. Close well, enough. damn it, I'm pissed off now.
1: <laughs> it's funny how many people try to avoid it when they come yeah. not
0: do my show. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, I was out, I guess, about three years with them. Now, what was the name of that man? Do you remember? Uh, well, it started out. As XYZ, Mm -hmm. then we had to change the name because there was that other XYZ. XYZ. (laughs) (laughs) uh, And then we called it Widow after that. And that was also the time we had a a singer change. Gotcha, 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 gotcha.
1: Now, when you were doing all this stuff, and you and I, I don't think you and I have ever actually talked about this as long as we've known each other. You've, for the majority, as a blanket statement, I don't mean all the time 100%, but you've majority of the time, you've always done covers. You've never done originals. I oh, no, I've, I've done a lot of original stuff. Okay, then I'm wrong. Yeah. I, the, and I think it's because you and I have not, actually never talked about it. Yeah. We talked about doing a project one time a bazillion years ago, but it never, nothing ever happened. And yeah. You were talking about writing something, but yep. I I've never asked you anything about your original stuff.
0: Um, I'm I still right. I'm still right today. You? Yeah, um, I had an original band, which this is pretty cool that you brought this up because I'm getting ready to uh, go back and redo some originals that I did when I was about 19, 20 years old. Oh, nice. Um, and you know a couple of the people that are involved in it, are going to be involved in it. Uh, Todd Rhodes and I used to write together a lot. Gotcha. Um, all very you know, bluesy, black crows kind of rock type thing. Right,
1: which is right up his alley.
0: And uh, we're going to go back and revisit some of those songs mm-hmm. because we recorded them very badly. Uh, Rob Baker it? was in that band as he's, a guitar player. He's so cute. I love Rob. Uh, Kevin Watts was in that band The guy I talked about earlier The drummer guy gotcha. He was in that band um, But we had recorded it At Rob's house Back before home recording Was, was good Right And it's, it's I'm not saying it's terrible But it's terrible <laughs>
1: It needs updating Yeah It, we'll it needs it to it be revisited way. And yeah. I, if
0: I went over to Rob's house now And did it I'm sure it would sound amazing I
1: did uh, I don't even know if anybody knows this A lot of people don't know this Because um, And I say this with love He's not the most What's the word I'm looking for? He's worse than I am at self promotion, but I recorded drums for Wendell w- Williams' solo record, and we did it at Rob Baker's house, mm-hmm. and it came out fucking great. It's yeah. a great record. And Wendell wrote some great tunes. Yeah. Little pop tunes, little. Some are singer
0: songwriter ish.
1: Yeah, I, I, I probably
0: know some of those songs because I did anyway. some live shows with Wendell.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. and I, that. But what I'm getting at is, Wendell, you need to promote your shit. What I'm getting at is when we recorded at Rob's house, it fucking sounded great. Yeah. it's He's got a great set. I don't know if he still lives there. I haven't, I haven't asked him about his recording stuff in a while, but it fucking came out great. I think everything should be updated once in a blue moon if you're not super happy with it to begin with. Right. And that's purely from technology standpoint. Yeah. Because the shit we could do now, we couldn't fucking do even doing back then. Especially yeah. you and
0: I. We're old. Oh, I know.
1: You're older than me, which don't happen much.
0: Yeah, but that's that's my plan. Is me and him are going to revisit some of those songs, like four or five of them, right? And then write four or five more. Nice. Um, we're trying to get Chuck Daring to come in and play bass with us because Chuck also, at a different point in time, played in that band. Oh my God, Chuck's so cute. <laughs> we're going to get on that again. All right? <laughs> I had to give. I'm going to least... make him keep his shirt on. Though. I had to give at least one of those. <laughs>
1: yeah, don't let him take his shirt off. <laughs> God, and all the lights will be on him because he's yeah. so fucking cute.
0: And then I, I've done a, I've done quite a bit of writing with uh, with Alan Freeman. And... In fact,
1: Chuck, why don't you go eat a fucking chocolate cake? God damn it! <laughs> Put on some weight. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
0: Anyway, yeah, and I've I've done a lot of writing with Alan Freeman, and we're gonna we've been talking here last couple of weeks about getting together and doing something.
1: Right. Yeah, we were supposed to do that one thing that never happened. That yeah, one thing. That, that one, one time. That one time. Wow. With that.
0: With that Crazy kid keyboard player? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was weird. Okay, anyway. Uh, we could still make that happen. That might. You never know. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, me and Alan are still talking about doing a, a full band thing uh, nice. with him and Amy. Um, Speaking of
1: rhythm guitar players. Great one. He's stupid good. Yeah. He's stupid good. Now, he doesn't know how good he
0: is. No. It's one, one of the things that makes him good. I think he does. No, no. His ego's not, not anything to do with his guitar playing. <laughs> He's my best friend, I could say that. <laughs> that's fucking funny. <laughs> I'm moving
1: on. I got nothing else. I'm moving that alone.
0: <laughs> hey, we that's all have good. egos, man. Dude, it's, I... If you're in this industry, you, you have, have to have ego. one. Absolutely. I mean, that or you're going to get walked on and walked by. Pretty much. I mean, that's just kind of how it is. There's I... a lot of great players that don't have egos that are playing in their basement.
1: Dude, I get it. You've listened to the show enough. I've said it at least every other episode you have to fucking have an ego to do what we do you have to that's why most non-musicians think musicians are arrogant yeah we are a little are. bit because yeah. we have to have a little bit of bravado to get up in front of your judgmental asses and do what we do yep nobody ever looks at it that way
0: well and it's I mean it's not band wise in this town anymore but still as individuals it's still kind of a competition thing you go out and you see somebody better than you you want to go home and practice right I mean, nobody goes into any job, whether it be musicians or, you know, working at a factory or whatever you do. Accounting, whatever Nobody goes do, yeah. into anything wanting to be second best. No, no. Yeah.
1: And I think, it, I think a lot of it, too, comes with, to kind of go down this pipe hole for a second. Actually, it's rabbit hole. Is it pipe hole or rabbit hole? Rabbit hole. I like pipe holes. Going with asses, that's looking a at asses, thing. We're not holes. Go. And
0: yeah, that's probably not a good idea. Pole smoking. <laughs> Sorry. Um, <laughs> no, but
1: seriously, I, I think it also depends. Musical maturity, to me, in my head, musical maturity is way different than physical maturity. And I think somewhere when you, like for me, I'm all about a small dose of healthy competition, but I don't give a fuck if you're better than me. I, I really don't. I don't give a fuck if I'm better than you. Because I can look at a guy that doesn't know half as much as I do, and he will approach something completely different than me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I can go, oh, I never fucking thought about that. Same thing with a guy that's better than me. Obviously, he knows more than me, so I'm going to look at him different and go, oh, that's a cool way to do whatever it is. Right. And I think if you can find the balance where you've got the ego to do what we do, but then you're open-minded enough to go... You have to be able to be
0: inspired by someone else.
1: Absolutely. But if you're, uh, and also being open-minded enough to go, oh, well, I never thought about it that way. Because I've said this to my students for years. You can take 10 drummers, give them the exact same drum kit, all 10 of them, line them up in a row, hand them the exact same piece of music, whether they can read or not is irrelevant for the sake of this. Mm -hmm. Let's say that they can all read. You're going to get 10 different interpretations, and it's going to sound 10 different ways. But it's the same gear and the same piece of music. Nobody thinks the same. No, and I think that's where part of the competition gets annoying. Here's what I mean: There's a lot of people in town that think I'm awesome. There's a lot of people in town that think I'm su- I suck. There's a lot of people in town that thinks this guy's the greatest. There's a lot of people in town that think that guy's the greatest. None of us are great. We're all good. We just have different things to offer.
0: Yes, Does that makes sense. Yes, that's where the competition aspect of it annoys the shit out of me. Well. Maybe I use the wrong word. Competition is not exactly what I'm talking about as, as much as I am, you know, you go out and you see people that are just amazing.
1: Oh, and yeah. And it, you it get inspired you. to go home and it practice. It drives you. And don't get me wrong. I watch guys like Max Maxwell play. And I'm like, fuck you. And I'll text him. I love you, but fuck you. You're too damn good.
0: Uh, well, I get it. I, uh,
1: but I'll never be him. Yeah. For the simple fact that I don't think like him.
0: And, and, well, and you have, I'm right-handed and he's left-handed. You just have to go out and be the best you. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I now use myself as a perfect example, because I have the same people come out and see me now that have been coming out to see me for the past 10 or 15 years. Right. Well, for the past 10 or 15 years, they've seen John Huffman, mm-hmm. Steve Osborne, mm-hmm. Kevin McCreary, mm-hmm. Dave Ernstpiker, mm-hmm. Ronnie doesn't fit in this list. <laughs> <laughs> Truth comes out, that's why you play bass. Well, no, no, no. I mean, not really. Um I play bass because I love to play bass. I, dude, I'm giving you shit. But no, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a guitar player at heart. Right? right. That's what it is. But I also know what I can do. And what uh, you can do. And, and I use the way I play guitar as what great singers do. I stick to what I do. Right. And what I do well. Right. And what I don't do well, I don't do. I, I, dude, I'm the same way. <laughs> There's shit I won't touch because I know that I can't do that music justice. Yeah, I know I can't play it. I'm mm-hmm. not going to try. No. Uh, I mean, I'm going to try at home. But I'm not going to go out and play it in front of people right? unless I'm confident that I can do a good job.
1: This is a true story, and I don't know if I've ever told it on the show. I've, I've, I'm have getting up there in an episode, so I can't remember. So if I did, you guys bear with me. Years ago, when I was going to AIM before I graduated, I got a call to do—they uh, had a name for him down there. It doesn't matter. It was basically a jazz gig, and I got a call to do it. And I was in jazz class at the time, and I was like, yeah, I can do it, sure, no problem. Went to the gig, fucking botched the whole thing. Botched it. it. Just It was a fucking train wreck. It was a nightmare. It was ugly. It's jazz. Who
0: knew? <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was good. But about half, we took, uh, I guess it was about halfway through the night because we took, I think they only took one break. And the guy had already paid me before I even set my drums up. That's something they do in Atlanta. It's really cool. You show up, you get money. It's great. We went on break and I handed him his money back. And I said, here's your money. I'm going to sit at this table. I'm walking all over you. I suck at this. I'm not the right guy for this gig. I've embarrassed you. I've embarrassed the music. I'm going to sit at that table. When you're done, I'll get my my drums. I'll get my rig. I'll get the fuck out of here. And I gave him his money back. I got more referrals in Atlanta off of that than anything else I did, any of my playing or anything, because the guy appreciated I was honest with him. Yeah. And he knew I was... He, respected the fact that I wasn't going to try to train wreck the second set like I did the first one. I mean, it was fucking brutal. It was embarrassing to me. It was embarrassing to him. I should have never taken the gig, but I figured, ah, fuck it. I'm in jazz class. I can do this. Nope. Not my bag. And from that day forward, I've told people immediately, if they call me for something, dude, I'm not your guy. You could try this guy, that guy, or this guy. I'm not your guy.
0: Thank God there was no Facebook Live back then.
1: You damn (laughs) skippy. Because that would have been a nightmare, but I think the reason I'm telling you that, and for what you were one of the things you were just talking about, I think if some of us can pull our ego back a little bit and be okay with admitting that, there would be even more. mm, Wrong word. I think there would be even better players. Oh yeah. Than there already are, and there's some amazing players. And I'm speaking. And most of those, most of those
0: are those guys who do pull their ego back. Mm Mm-hmm. And those are the great players in town.
1: Absolutely, and probably across the world, actually, the ones that are cool with going. You know what? I can't do that. I have no problem with it. Throw me under the pick on me all you want. Yeah. Because if you come at me with what I can do, probably not going to end too well for you. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. But you get you get my yeah. point. I, I think I think that especially now with like what you said with Facebook Live and all that shit. Don't try to do a bunch of shit you can't do, because it will come back to bite you in oh, the yeah. ass.
0: It's, yeah, you won't. You don't keep gigs that way.
1: No, 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 no. no. I've fired many a guitar player, unfortunately. <laughs> some I mo- <laughs> some I should have, some I shouldn't have. But I've fired a few guys because of that. Like, listen, dude, now you can't do this gig. You got to fucking go. You should have told me no. Should have told me I can't do it. Yeah. So it is what it is.
0: That's that. since you say that, that's my one thing i'm most proud of never been fired i got fired once <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for it to sink in you were looking at me weird
0: i got fired once yeah well that was like the whole drummer convention down at hill uh, right oh no the
1: drummer convention was when i got sick that's when i went to the hospital
0: no i thought that was like when the uh, Dude got fired, and then the other guy got fired. Oh, oh, oh that one. Everybody yeah, 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 was everybody was at Phoenix Hill. Yeah.
1: yeah, it was me, <coughs> Ivan. Me, Ivan, Jesse were at Phoenix Hill watching the new kid. That was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. No, my uh I brought that up. I was there that night, that's why I remember it. it just,
1: I forgot about that. They opened for Jackal. Or played after Jackal, whatever it was. Yeah, because you were laughing your ass off. No, one of my favorite stories about you is, and I don't even remember who I was playing with, Dud Meyer. I was playing at Gerstels, you guys were across the street at Diamonds. And you came over to Gerstel's, and it was when all the Heaven Hill shit had just went down, maybe a month after. You know where I'm going with this, don't you? <laughs> and when I was on the stage, and we took a break, and Chuck Willis, my singer, who him and I have made up, obviously, you know this. He was on the show. But he came in, and I was standing probably 20 feet from you. And you walked through the door, and Chuck's standing there, and you looked at him, and because he's taller than you. And you got up in his face, and you went... Fuck is wrong with you? You don't fire O'Reilly, you fucking idiot! And then you walked away, and I went, "That's the coolest thing I think I've ever seen."
0: I, I remember that. I remember that. And then, he, then he wanted to wrestle. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. We're gonna wrestle, and we ain't gonna wrestle. He's like, well, "We ain't swinging." I went, "Dude, you got like eighty pounds on me. I'm yeah. swinging." Was, <laughs> I'm
1: not
0: wrestling you, you'll squish me.
1: I always thought that was the coolest shit ever. I was like, "That's amazing."
0: It's funny, because I do remember that. Oh, God, that was pretty
1: funny. All right, so how, before we move on to social media issues, how long were you in Tark Bus?
0: Uh, just a little under a year. A little under a year? A little under okay. a year.
1: And the reason I ask that is because you just did, and I think it was in April, right? Mm-hmm. You did the show at Mercury Ballroom.
0: Yep. I was not And there's there. going to be some future shows.
1: I was not at that show. I know. You know why? No. Because they had to get
0: well, that's good. and a lot of people didn't show up to my good. gig
1: because they were at your fucking
0: gig. <laughs> there were a lot of people at the gig. <laughs> it was a lot. Of, I saw pictures. I <laughs> it text, was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: it was. I, I texted Dave and and uh, we, we, really, we
0: really had a good time. Yeah, you know,
1: it looked. Yeah. Good. I saw a couple pieces of video. You guys sounded good, but I I couldn't remember how long you were in that band because I remember what long just
0: when he was out with Billy Ray
1: because Dave was giving we we I was giving Dave shit one day I should say, and he was trying to figure out all the members that were in Tark Bus. and I went fucking whore he slept with half the ci- i mean played with half the city anyway this is not true and we started oh Danny no it's murphy, true ryan murphy chico me you Jenny ritchie wendell williams steve clark dave jack yeah, they, yeah. i ain't even i ain't even counting dave so that's eight members right, right there. there
0: alan chadwell
1: <laughs> alan chadwell
0: um hang on um Oh, I'm, I'm going to blank on his last name. Steve, uh, singer from Campbellsville. Um, did the uh, David Lee Roth for a Van Halen tribute. I don't know that guy, but I know who I, you're oh, talking I know, about. I've known him for years. I'm I'm just blanking on his last name right now. I could see his face. <laughs> <laughs> I've known this guy for 30 years. <laughs> wow. Chico's going to rag me for this one.
1: Good, I'm not going to edit it. <laughs> i'm gonna leave it in no but i just thought it was funny because when we started talking about the history of, the, of oh, was, that band there was
0: 15, 15 people in people yeah band. there easy. had to be easy
1: yeah t- i was gonna say 12 15 people easy todd todd yeah d-duh. duh i brought todd in uh, yeah <laughs> uh uh patrick michaels yep D- he's yep. a great singer by the oh, way oh he is but yeah it was it was kind of cool the the history of that band oh yeah all right anything else you want to talk about in this part
0: no but here's here's a little tidbit you might not know about Tarkmas Ooh, give me uh, did you know that for a very short while Dave Moody played guitar for Tarkmas no when he first came back from Billy Ray Cyrus this is this is the coolness that is Dave Moody uh, when he first came back
1: you mean it's not how tall he is and his pretty no, hair
0: no no uh, first came back we had a little meeting and I'm like All right, okay this is the meeting where I told we don't need you anymore <laughs> <laughs> no because that was the deal right that, and I told them you know wait, when Dave comes back this, I'm just keeping a seat warm mm-hmm. I'm just helping my brother out so he can go out and do this great gig right um, speaking of which Russ and Tony
1: my buddy Russ mm-hmm. filled in when he was out with Billy Ray and then Tony Bright filled in when he was out with Billy Ray yeah I forgot about that sorry carry on there's two so more anyways
0: they, they have a meeting and Dave's like well here's the deal guys I want to keep running the band sounds really good because we were doing some acoustic things where we'd all play i'd play bass dave played acoustic and um they were like he's like i want to keep Ronnie. it sounds best like this. he adds another vocal it's you know i'll just play rhythm guitar which really didn't make a whole lot of sense because i should have played rhythm guitar (laughs) dave should have played bass but it was cool because dave you know dave always wanted to do the paul stanley kind of thing yeah Mm. and so it worked out he got to do that for a little you know a few big gigs and uh uh, I, and I stayed with him for a while, and I probably would have never left the band except at that time, you know, Steve was talking about retiring. Right. And that was the time that I got the call from the Big Rock Show, and I was like, oh, guys, I don't, we don't know if this is going to be a band in two months. I'm getting offered six nights a week. Well, I, dude, I get it. And Chico was like, dude, go. Yeah. And, he's like, that's perfect for you anyway. And I was like, it really kind of is. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. So, yeah, now you can move on. Oh,
1: oh well, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate that. It's all special. Alright, so let's move on to social media issues. All Alright, so, I have coffee. While the music was playing, I went and got coffee. You're back. (laughs) I'm back. I'm normal. No, seriously. um, What do you got for social media issues? What do you like? What do you not like?
0: Uh, What I like is it's a very easy access for me to promote. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, where I'm playing, what I'm doing, and that's pretty much all I use it for, for I the most for. part. Yep. I mean, every now and then I'll get in there to little praise and accolades for my kids uh, who do, who do great, you know. And, uh,
1: By the way, since you brought that up, I was actually going to wait, but you beat me to it. You have done an amazing job. You and your Thank wife you. Janet have done a well. She's job. done
0: yep. the amazing job. I've been out playing most of yeah. the time. <laughs>
1: You have to. You still have to take some of the credit, but you guys have raised two awesome kids.
0: They are. They're way better than us, and that's what your goal is.
1: Yes, you want <laughs> you want your 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 offspring humans to be better humans than you are. Yes,
0: and they are, and they're great, uh, <laughs> great. You know, I, you know that's kind of how we met, is because of Michael. So, yep. Yep. Uh, uh, he's a
1: good kid then, and he's a good kid now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't I, seen him. He's not many. a kid anymore. No. I'd be afraid of him now. He'd probably whip my ass. Oh you no! Know, he those paradigms he, you made me do, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs>
0: He'd probably love to be doing them again, actually. Probably. So anyway. But, um, I mean, that's the only thing I really use it for. Um, I like it for that. Mm -hmm. I like it for the ability to keep up with people uh, who you've been friends with for years who are out of town. Right. That you can't see them spend time with them. Right. Just to keep up with things. Other than that, I really don't like it. Um, (laughs) I mean, the bottom line with it is, um, and somebody had posted or said something the other day about it. The Internet... Um, used to be a break from reality. Now reality is a break from the internet. Yep. And that is just wrong. Uh, But it's unfortunately true. I hate, and it's it's one of my pet peeves, I hate to go to dinner or something and see four or five people sitting at a table on their phone. I'm like, man, you're with people that you obviously want to spend time with. Spend time with them. Put your phone
1: away. Put your fucking phone away.
0: Um, I hate that it's kind of come to that. Don't show me pictures of your inju- injuries. I don't want to see that crap. No. Uh, don't show me animal cruelty videos. I don't want to see that. No. Stop sending me. Uh, <laughs> if you will forward <laughs> this to 80 people, somebody will give you a million dollars. Nobody's giving you a million dollars. Stop. Okay. Like and share if no, <laughs> not going to happen. No. I'm not sharing any of your crap. Uh, nope. If you put it on my page, I'm going to remove it from my page. Mm-hmm. If. By chance, it gets on there without me okaying it to begin with. True. Which I have all my stuff set up so that it pretty much has to go through me yeah. before it gets on my page. Because I, I pretty much just use that to promote. And yep. I, I just don't like any of that. I, I think it's a waste of time. I think kids need to get out more. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and that's another thing. I don't think kids belong on Facebook. Mm-mm. I have like nieces and nephews. They're like, why well, won't you accept my request? I'm like, because there's stuff on my page you don't need to see true uh you're eight nine years old go outside and play <laughs> go do, go do some shit. go dad. do some shit exactly <laughs> and, and, that, and that's and that's really what it gets down to man people and you can sit on facebook or whatever instagram or whatever it is you do right facebook's the only one i do right um and like i said just to promote but you get on there you can see people that spend their entire friday evening just posting on facebook yep you know, there's a world out there with a lot of cool things to see and do. Mm-hmm. Go see and do some things. I, I
1: say it at least once an episode, and I've I, I have I said that I'll stop saying it when people start sending me hate mail, and I've got a couple, and I'm not going to stop fucking saying it because now I know I'm annoying people. It's the greatest technology is the greatest worst thing ever invented.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: A, and and I said it in the the episode that posted a couple weeks ago about. Uh, Stacy and I in New York City. Every night we got back to the hotel, my phone looked like a fucking Christmas tree because oh, yeah. I hadn't touched it all day. I'm in New York fucking city. Yeah,
0: leave me walking alone. Walking
1: around, I have no interest in talking to any of you guys. Love you guys. Awesome, but no, not today. Yeah. Today's not the day. And I think, my personal opinion, I think people need to start being a little bit more like that. Yeah. Nobody knows how to communicate anymore. Yeah. And that come when I say that, I'm not coming from a place of being shitty. I teach kids. I talk to kids. They don't know how to
0: fucking talk. No. They don't have a clue. They don't know how to interact.
1: No. They don't know how to interact. They don't know how to have a conversation. And yeah, it's... If you can't hashtag
0: blah, <laughs> blah, blah, blah or something, they don't know.
1: <laughs> they don't know. Can I text you that? No, motherfucker. You can talk to my face. Yeah. I'm, I'm right in front of you. So I get it. I understand.
0: And, and And some of them don't even understand it. In the different generations, things mean different things. Oh, yeah. Uh, That whole uh, women who have been raped thing—that people have been—you know—if you've been sexually assaulted, you know, make sure you let everybody know. It's hashtag me too. Mm -hmm. You know, us older generation that reads pound me too.
1: Oh yes, I know, I know. Uh, Hashtag means pound. That's a pound sign on the fucking keyboard. Excuse me, on a phone dialing pad. Yeah. Yeah. And what else does the hashtag mean? uh, There's a reason it was called pound because it also stands for pounds.
0: Thirty-seven
1: hashtag in the top.
0: Yeah. I didn't know that. I mean, yeah. You know, you guess how old I was when learn I learned that. That was today old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, well in, in shipping and receiving when you're yeah. doing freight and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Heavy you, you put how much it weighs, two hundred and thirty seven okay. pound sign. Gotcha. my two hundred and thirty seven gotcha. pounds. Yeah. Yeah. But that it, it kept you from having to write LBS.
0: Yeah. It's just a, it's the technology's it's a it's a great thing for a tool to use. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not my life. It's just uh, like everything else. Get, oh, my other, pet, abuse my other it, pet peeve, abuse it. my other big pet peeve is if somebody posts <coughs> something, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, that's their opinion. They don't care what yours is. No. And you're never going <laughs> to change their mind. And you're not going to change their mind. Don't get on there and argue with people. No. I have no time for you. No. I will just delete you. <laughs> delete. Delete. Delete.
1: delete. <laughs> Hey Brian, on the ship Brian White, my buddy Brian White, he said the same thing. He said it amuses me to watch people argue on Facebook
0: or on any social platform, especially but when you get into stuff like you know politics or religion or whatever. people just want to argue. Yeah, three things man, they don't talk about. In if my you want to argue, go back to school, be a lawyer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you win. I got nothing on that one. It's good. <laughs> Stacy tell tells me all the time. She says. Because I watch a lot of crime shows and legal dramas and all that shit. And she says, I guess it was about three or four months ago, I watched this show called Suits. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorite shows. I love that show. And I was, I was like all in. And I was, I was doing the whole almost airboxing in this courtroom scene. And she, she had the remote, which was weird to begin with. She pushed pause and she looks over at me and she goes, you should have been a fucking lawyer. Like no, I'd make a horrible lawyer. She says, "Why? You're good at talking. You're opinionated." And I said, "That's why I would make a horrible lawyer because I'm opinionated." I I said I couldn't objectively do either
0: side. Yeah, my (laughs) wife told me years ago I should have been a lawyer. She said because you will argue until we just agree with you. (laughs) (laughs) But see, that's that's the flip side of it.
1: I won't. I'll argue to a point, but it's my point is very short. I'm not if if it turns into one of those things, I'll walk away and be like, fuck you, you win, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I don't care. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. Yeah. It's not worth my time. It's not, I don't,
0: fuck you. It's better than hanging out on Facebook. Fair enough. Shh. Dead silence. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, I, was, I was processing that and I had to think about it. You're right, it is. I don't think I've ever gotten to a beef on Facebook. I don't think I have.
0: You're not on there enough. I, no. You don't, I, you don't waste all day on there. It's the people that are on there all day that are arguing back and forth. Right, but what I was going to say is, that.
1: I am on there a bit, but I don't think I'm on there... I don't post anything personal, and I don't think right. I don't post anything opinionated. Right. I really, really don't. I think the longest thing I've posted in the last five years was that post I made about Kevin last year when he passed. Yeah. That's the longest thing I've posted that had nothing to do with this show or wherever I'm playing or promoting somebody else or anything. I think that's the only personal thing I've posted that was of any length in probably five years. Yeah, I don't have time for it. Yeah, ain't nobody argued with that because I'd have cut a motherfucker for that one. <laughs> uh,
0: and, and I don't, I don't want to get off on a whole different thing, but I don't think anybody ever would argue with that. No. Because honestly, I mean, no disrespect to anybody in this town. There are a lot of great musicians and a lot of great people mm-hmm. in this town. But I don't think there's anybody that was just universally loved like Kevin. No. Anybody. No, I, I agree with that There's not one person percent. who ever went, yeah, he's a dick. No. I can find several that will say that about me. I can find a plethora that will say that about (laughs) me.
1: And that's fine. I get it. I I remember, well, well, since you brought it up, I remember Stacy and I went to the memorial he had at Diamonds because that's Mm -hmm. where he wanted it. And I think it was supposed to start at 2 or 3 or whatever. We we got there like 10 after. We weren't quote-unquote late. We just didn't get there right on time. Nothing Mm -hmm. started yet anyway. Point is, we had to park in the back corner. And we're walking up, and I looked at her, and I said... One dude yeah. just filled that whole fucking building. Yeah. Yep. And you've got national touring bands come through that can't do that.
0: don't get half the lot.
1: What does that say? Yeah. And we walked in there and it was fucking packed. Yep. And it was awesome. Yep. Now we're sad. No. You want to hug it out?
0: No, not really. Damn it.
1: <laughs> all right. Anything else for social media issues? No, no,
0: I think I got all that out, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I think you
1: about covered <laughs>
0: internet's a great thing for shopping (laughs) i don't have to go to the mall that's why i love the internet
1: (laughs) all right there you go well well and and looking at at gear porn no yeah i mean gear porn's good i love
0: to look at all the things i can't afford (laughs) hence
1: gear porn that's why it's called gear porn I posted a picture on Instagram of my rig, my Gretsch rig, and somebody messaged me and said, that's gear porn. Are you ever going to be able to get that? I'm like, motherfucker, that's mine. That's mine.
0: They're like, oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oops. <laughs> it was awesome. All right, so let's move on to stories from the stage. Yeah. So, I know... Tell me before we started recording that you got lots
0: of stories from the stage. Yeah, I got. That. Well, I mean, <laughs> you like thirty me, years of playing. You, you got you a few say, stories. So as to <laughs> say,
1: you like me, sir, have done a shit ton of shows. Uh, yeah,
0: Um uh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> up, okay. up into hundreds of thousands, I would guess.
1: Okay, fuck tons. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll just graduate into to fuck tons.
0: Yeah, I've done a few. Yeah. All I've right. So, what do you few. got? Give me something cool um well um i got good stuff i got bad stuff um and I, i'll go i'll start with some good stuff all right um when dave Earn spiker died and this is like the moment where it's like you're standing on a stage and it just hits you that oh shit look around me mm-hmm. uh, um we had a big jam session down at coyotes
1: yeah i remember that play it took me a minute
0: yeah it's the new bourbon hall yes have you been there yet no but apparently we're talking about it you should get paid for this oh <laughs> i like how you did that but no, I have not got to be down there yet, but I've heard it's awesome.
1: It, what they did with it, really short side story, what they've done with it is very, 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 very cool. Yeah. The place looks fucking amazing inside. Stage is in the same spot, but they actually... They brought it out because remember how narrow that stage used yeah. to be or shallow. I mean, yeah. it was wide as hell. Yeah, it was shallow. Real shallow. Now it's deep and wide. It's the same width, but now it's deep as well. Okay, really, really cool stage. So all now right, they could do
0: that. like bands with opening acts. Oh yeah, and, yeah, for sure. It was
1: it. They've done a very, very cool job. On it. Yeah. All right, cool. that's enough. Very cool. Uh, be email me at the Barstar Podcast at gmail to send your check. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah,
0: anyways, <laughs> uh, so I mean, we got different people playing all night. Right. um and then at the end of the night, it was going to be Dave and I, Dave Williams and I. Okay. And and I, was, just, I was like,
1: wait, which Dave?
0: <laughs> and then, just, well, Dave Earnspiker had passed away, so it wasn't him.
1: Uh, I missed that part then. Yeah.
0: So I said "The when Dave passed, we had a memorial for him at Coyotes. Uh,
1: okay. My bad. Sorry. Okay. It's all good. Sorry.
0: sorry. Uh, anyway, so the end of the night. I can explain why I forgot that in a second. Um, right. Like, and, and some great bands played. Uh, the Predators played. Mm. Spanky Lee played. Mm. Um, I mean, just a ton of great bands played. Um, at the end of the night Dave and I are up there and we're playing right and uh, all these people are coming up to jam you know like I discussed earlier I I got an ego but I obviously I know where my place is right and uh, I'm looking around me and I'm like holy shit (laughs) Scream, John Hawkins is over there playing guitar Uh and Jimmy V's singing and Craig Wagner and Greg Forsman damn and like And wendell williams and all these all these just great players up there and i'm like and we play a couple songs and jimmy v comes up to me and goes what do you (laughs) want to play let's play the house song he's like the house song like yeah you're all his old hammerhead song he's like you know that i'm like me and dave and dave have been playing that for months we love your album (laughs) (laughs) And, and jimmy just grabs me gives me like a big old hug and kiss and like Grabs Forsman. He's like, dude, they want to play the Hell Song. Nice. I I, 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 just, I I get chills right now. I'm like, nice. This is like. I love
1: Jimmy V. Hell of a singer. God damn it, dude can sing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Stupid good singer. Yeah. Nice guy, too. Oh, super, super guy. nice guy. Super guy. Super nice all, guy. All
0: those guys. You know, Greg Forsman, super, super I guy.
1: know of all of, everybody you just named, I know of, the, obviously I know Wendell but, and Dave. I know of them, but I don't know them well. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I know Jimmy well, but I know him better than I know
0: the other guys. Yeah, and he's always been super, super oh, cool. They're all all a great bunch of guys. Great, but that was just one of those moments where I was just like looking around on stage and going, "Man, okay, maybe I do fit." <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, you know, because you know in Louisville, there's kind of there's a lot of there's a lot of scenes. Oh yeah, there is. You know, there's the cover scene, and there's like six or seven different cover scenes. Yeah and you know, and then there's six or seven different original music scenes mm-hmm. and you know you don't always get all those guys together on mm-hmm. a stage it's, it's no. pretty cool it's it, pretty it cool. is cool
1: squirrel moment why I got lost for a second when you were talking about having to open a jam and I can't believe neither one of us talked about this yet Stacy and I put on a benefit for Dave's family, yes, in Fox and Hound parking lot, yes. And you were when you were saying Dave passed, and you started talking about all these people jamming. My brain immediately went to, went to that. Yeah, I was thinking about. I was like, oh yeah, I ran both stage or I ran the stage with two drum kits and all that fucking shit. Oh my god, yep. I forgot about. And that. And you played, and I played. Yep, I forgot about that. That was a lot of fun. We can't raised remember, a lot of money
0: too. It was can't cool. What band? It's you and Kevin, right?
1: No, it was Avant Garde Dog.
0: It was one of no. the first
1: inv- incarnation. No.
0: no, no,
1: I'm wrong. Steve Clark. You're right. Erogasm.
0: That's it. You're Gasmic. You're Gasmic. You're
1: Gasmic. Yep, 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 yep. You're Gasmic. That's it. That's right. That's it. Because it was me, Kevin, and Chip, and I always think of that as Avant Garde Dog. Right. Even though that wasn't the first incarnation. The very first incarnation of Avant Garde Dog was Kevin. Obviously, it's his band. Kevin, myself, Bruce LaFrance. Remember him? Yep. And Mike Ingolstadt. Yes. That's who was in that band because we did four or five shows. We opened for Sponge. I still have no recollection of opening for Sponge. But you did it. I did it. 50 people have told me I did it. Kevin himself was like, yeah, motherfucker. You did it a week before you opened for Finger Eleven with Heaven Hill. I'm like, I remember that show. I don't remember Sponge. And he said, the room was packed. It's like, dude, I don't remember it. (laughs) When I was writing the book, which, again, squirrel moment, thank you for being a reader for that. No, you're A beta reader. It's a great book. Well, thank you. I I am in the final stages of another fucking edit. Just (laughs) FYI, just so you know. I took a lot of everybody's advice and... I'm kind of going back through it. Um, but when I was writing the book, I had to Google myself and that came up and I was like, I didn't fucking open for sponge. So I called Kevin and he goes, Yeah, dude, we opened for sponge. I'm like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. He's like, No, you don't remember? I was like, No, I don't remember. This is at Angels Rock Bar. Yeah. But that was the whole time the Heaven Hill CD was coming out. Yeah. We opened for Finger Eleven a month before our CD release party. We just finished mastering the record. I met Stacy. Yeah so it was like that whole summer everything was just and I'm not complaining whatsoever I just can't I don't remember it was
0: it. a mad time
1: yeah it was a mad time and I just don't remember it but yeah that's why I, I got confused when you were talking yeah. about the, the, I was like oh that was yeah, a good day that. that was a good day
0: yeah. we had a lot of fun it was the day Kevin pulled up in his little scooter yep. pulled up next to the Outlaws <laughs> parked the scooter
1: and then he had the girls wash his scooter yeah. when it was a bikini bike wash yeah. and he pulled his scooter over there
0: God love that guy
1: <laughs> oh, shit. We're
0: going to spend the next half hour laughing now.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Dude, I... Yeah. Before we go on a Kevin tangent and we talk for 47 hours and then yeah, we end up...
0: that could happen. Having some
1: tears and some beers. Happy tears. Uh, give me a bad one. Give me well, a bad story from this stage. Well, there's, had there's, to have don't some, go, there's
0: some There's some, bad ones.
1: <laughs> I've had some massive a wrecks. There's a
0: night I was doing the ACDC tribute. Uh, we were playing... The Strip Club, The Godfather. Never heard of it. Anyways.
1: Like, seriously, that one, I'm not being funny. I've never heard of that one.
0: The Godfather? Yeah. The Strip Club over on Preston Street? Okay, it's there. It's down by Indian Trail, that area. But anyways, right. it was a back when we were doing the whole Metal Legends thing. I don't know if you remember that. We had like four or five tributes out.
1: Vaguely. I vaguely and remember And we that. were
0: doing a Christmas Toys for Tots thing mm-hmm. at The Godfather. And, uh, of course, the ACDC was the closer, and I was the singer for the ACDC Tribute Walk on the stage Starting with Thunderstruck I run to the front Throw my foot up On the monitor And the monitor goes And I go <laughs> And the, I, as I'm falling I throw the microphone Rose uh, Rose Wolf catches me mm-hmm. As I'm falling through tables <laughs> They pick me up And put me back on the stage And I'm standing there like Where's my microphone? Where's my microphone? I'm standing there like Halfway through the song There, They keep playing They never stopped give them credit man they're pros <laughs> half the song's gone and finally somebody walks up oh hey, here's your microphone i'm like god i've never been so embarrassed in my life <laughs> so you pulled a rock star from the movie the rock star kind of but i i mean except he kind of had an excuse that was a weird shaped step i just couldn't <laughs> <laughs>
1: I love I'm you like said, three I love tables, you said everything. He had an excuse. <laughs> oh, and it was a movie too. It was that.
0: <laughs> yeah, he was supposed to fall. <laughs> oh. I was a stunned guy. I didn't bleed or anything. Uh, yes, yeah, that, was, he a that, was, that, a that was a good one. That was a good one. This was the, literally a horror story. Which was, uh, <laughs> I, I was playing this was way before you were here uh, in a band called Divine Itch. I was lead singer, rhythm guitar player. Right. We were playing Kelly's Lounge. And at the time, uh, this was way before Alan met Amy, um, when he was single. And he, he comes up, and he brings these three, like stripper girls, with him. <laughs> well, my wife's at the front table with me.
1: I just love that you said stripper girls.
0: Yeah. Well, my wife's at the front <laughs> table, uh, with with some buddies of ours, and you know, hanging out. Well, Alan proceeds to tell these three girls to come up and dance on the stage around me. <laughs> so I'm standing there in front of the microphone saying not moving and they're like dancing on me rubbing on me and I'm like Alan Freeman I'm going to kill you going to kill you going to kill you you. so I finally get them off the stage and my wife you could just see I mean my wife is like the biggest sweetheart in the world
1: don't piss her off yes
0: um so she, but she's all cool calm having a drink oh it's cool don't worry about it I know you. I was like I didn't even move I'm a good boy <laughs> I did nothing <laughs> baby I'm good I swear uh, so well, <laughs> Alan's over there and got the girls over at the bar now and they're like doing body shots and stuff we start playing again well the one girl comes back to the stage and like eyeballing me Yeah, and then starts like to grab on me and the next thing I know, my wife has her by the hair. <laughs> it's pulling her back. And Alan's running up. I'm like, dude, you're about to get your ass whipped. <laughs> like, that was like the one time on stage, I was like, somebody's going to die. It's probably going to be me.
1: <laughs> yeah, but that's also kind of the moment where you call, you call Alan next day and go, my wife's going to kill you. My <laughs> wife's going to kill you.
0: Yeah, that was the one time I was like, hey, somebody's going to die tonight. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking awesome. I mean, I got got horror stories galore. I can tell you horror stories. Uh, Oh, dude. The night night that I... uh, Oh, we were playing somewhere, and the whole lighting rig fell.
1: No shit. Oh,
0: yeah. It felt like two feet from me. Uh, I I was two feet from dying. (laughs) Yeah, if a
1: light truss falls on you, it's big enough.
0: uh, Oh, no, it was big. That could
1: literally kill you. Yeah. That would suck. It would suck. That would suck big (laughs) time. Ugh, whatever. Yeah. I
0: have, Not I have, to mention the many times I've thrown my guitar around my neck and it didn't come back.
1: I, I've seen it. I wasn't going to bring it up. But it's
0: I've seen it once or twice, and I went, boom.
1: Why'd you start doing that funny. anyway? Just for the fuck of it?
0: Uh, man, No. Um, I thought it was really... Uh, and here's the thing. is I, I actually started doing it like before Cinderella and all that stuff. I seen a video from a band called Heaven, and the guitar player was playing the solo on, on the top of a mountain blah 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 and he took his guitar and threw it around his neck and I was like that's just cool as shit I'm Like like I gotta learn how to do that so uh, I tried and tried and tried unsuccessfully I mean I'm out in my, in my mom's backyard I have a mattress out there I'm, I'm, and I'm and and unsuccessful forever right and I was like I can't I'm never gonna get this never gonna get this uh, strap wasn't slick enough I kept hitting me in the back I was like this is never gonna so I tried to do it backwards and, and it worked, worked. So that kind of became my thing, and then I start, I figured out that if I didn't use a guitar strap, and I cut the seat belt out of a car and drilled it into my guitar, that it was really slick and it would go right around. So I was going to uh, junkyards and just cutting seat belts out of cars. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I saw somebody that had a, a their whole strap was all old school GM clickers. Yeah. They were they were the seatbelt clickers, but the whole thing was nothing but that. Yeah. He would take the female end and the male end, click them together, and then he would reverse it. Right. And he would just... It was fucking cool how he did it. But they were all from 70s muscle cars.
0: That would be painful, though. Oh, that'd be heavy as shit. <laughs> I
1: wouldn't want to do... what I don't know how the fuck you guys do what you do. I couldn't stand there all night with a guitar on my shoulders. Fuck
0: that yeah and i couldn't sit there and do this swinging my arms around and jumping around and yeah you work the drummers work way harder than we do yeah you're right yeah not to mention you have to carry all that gear in and out yeah
1: fuck off (laughs) i ain't even going there fuck you todd (laughs) yeah omera fuck you i'm with you buddy (laughs) with your one trip drink (laughs) you need help now i'm done fuck off that's it i'm done with this section so let's move on to what are you listening to? Ooh. All right. So what do you got for me? What are you jamming on, or what are you listening to, podcast-wise, or either or?
0: Either um, one. Well, or both. Um, I'll, of course, I listen to you. I haven't listened to all of your podcasts, but I've listened to several of yours. That would be the Barstar podcast. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> I listen to Kevin Hales um, when there are people on there that I know. Yeah. Uh, if it's people I don't know, I really don't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He'll be on the show eventually. I'll, I'm going to give him shit about everything.
0: Yeah. Oh, he's a great guy. And I, and I love what he's doing, You know, promoting local Louisville music scene. Oh, for sure. It's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, there are a few guys out there that are really helping to promote the scene, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as you know, music and stuff, uh, I still listen to the same old stuff I always listen to. There's a few new things. Um, there's a lot of local original stuff I'm listening to now. Uh, blue funk i absolutely love that cd i need
1: to get that record i keep forgetting uh, i have no excuse it's one of those things i, I it's keep phenomenal forgetting. i mean it's it's, it's and i great, love greg it's a
0: great blues album i mean it it really is nice i love greg i've always loved greg i've known tony the bass player uh, as long as i've known greg you know we all went to high school together right uh, literally like freshman year of high school it's twice there we go anyways uh, <laughs> of course johnny's always been one of my heroes uh-oh
1: you gotta go back and do it you did it twice. You literally. She... Okay. Thank you. Anyways, <laughs>
0: there we Good go. Uh, Johnny's always been one of my heroes. Right. Um, I was a big Buster Brown fan. Uh, followed his career through uh, Montrose, uh, Foreigner, and you know, all the things he did. Uh, like my wife will tell you that we would walk into Annie's and I would make her stop and bow in front of the Buster Brown promo <laughs> picture. <laughs> I mean, I just thought he was the best singer. You know, he, and and I little almost. Uh, I watched him. <laughs> I'm gonna make myself not do this. Uh, I watched him one night with a hundred and four degree fever, okay. laying on a couch, barely able to stand and talk. Get up and go showtime. Walk on the stage. Damn. And proceed to kill it. That's so I. Cool. So when they came out with this new thing, I was like, I have to check it out, and it's a great album, and they're, it's it, they're awesome to watch live. A bunch of fun guys. I don't know the guitar player very well. Um, He used to play with, um, oh, I can't remember. One of the guys used to play down Butchertown all the time, old blues player. And this guy's just manic on the guitar. Nice. It's just, it's, the guitar is an extension of his body. It's very physical the way he plays. And it's nice. Just amazing to watch. Uh, Listen to a lot of Banshee Child. There's some buddies of mine. uh, Great blues rock uh, in the. You know, Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Black Crows, right. that type of thing. Another local original band I listen to a lot of. The latest Priest album I've been listening to that a lot.
1: That Dave t- talked about that, and I've well, we we, listened we agree to, to disagree.
0: Um, he thinks it's the greatest Priest album ever. I think it's the best Priest album since Screaming for Vengeance.
1: I have no dog in that fight. So
0: <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, like uh, the CD player in my car still has the Avant Guard Dog CD. So. I um, never heard I, of that yeah i'm I'm still a big fan of that CD so I, I, it's phenomenal.
1: I don't know if I should say thank you to that or not because I didn't play on the whole thing but I did play on over you half on of some it. of it I well, played I, on over half yeah. of it.
0: Kevin was an amazing songwriter and oh my God, he great, was so songs, good. great songs
1: great songs what I was gonna say is jokes aside I, I've had several conversations away from a mic obviously um about that record and it's when I got it when he finished it and I got it I guess two years ago. I I had to refresh my memory. I had no idea what was me and what wasn't. A lot of people find that weird when I say that. So like, you don't fucking know your own playing. Yes, but I hadn't I played those tracks in 2011. Yeah. I didn't get the record till 2016. Yeah. <laughs> or 17. When did I get it? 16.
0: Right? 16.
1: Yeah, it was 2 years ago. Yeah. Anyway, point is, I didn't have a fucking clue what I played. Yes, there was some songs immediately out yeah, duh, that's me. And I knew I played The Optimist and I knew I played Dead in the Water. I knew those that I played. Um, but what I'm getting at is is I've listened to it and I haven't listened to it in months. And that's not anything to do with missing Kevin or not. Yeah. You've known me long enough. You've heard me say this before. Shit that I play on, once it's in me and I know that it's good and I quote approve it, I don't fucking listen to it. Yeah. I listen to Heaven Hill record once a year. I mean, obviously there's pieces in my show, but that's not even the record. I listen to the stuff that I've done 20 years ago. I'll listen to it once every two or three years. I just don't listen to myself. Somebody was asking me about it the other day, and I said, well, it's interesting because I didn't know how I really felt about it because of the emotion of losing Kevin and all that kind of stuff. Now that I've had a chance to process it and really listen to it, I would, as far as what I played, not musically. Let me stress that for you listeners. What I played, not music. It's a tie.
0: Drums aren't music.
1: Get the fuck off my show.
0: (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Look up there. I see that. What's it say? Atlanta Institute of Music. Certificate of Musicianship. Okay. It does say drum program.
1: That part's irrelevant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) See, pay attention. I know. I was hoping you were going to skip that part.
1: No, seriously, I, I... what I played, I'm probably the most proud of that record. And it's it, a great record. It would be a tie with the Heaven
0: Hill record. Which is also a great record.
1: Right, because the what I played on both of those records, even though it's different, different musically, obviously, uh, different gear, the whole nine yards, yeah. I put some really cool shit to tape. Yeah. I know I'm saying it arrogantly. and I don't fucking care. Yeah. Because when I listen to that stuff back, especially the avant-garde dog stuff, avant-garde dog stuff, I hadn't heard it in five years. Yeah. And then losing Kevin and all that, and once that washed away and I really listened to it, I went, I don't even fucking know if I could play that again. Yeah. Not a physical thing, but the inspiration of playing with him and the story I told, I know you have known the story about them all standing there when I'm doing that solo yep. and he's screaming at me. I can never pull that shit off again. But it's, it's cool now that I've had, I'm clear headed and I listen to it. i I'm really fucking proud of that record. Should be. And the shit that Greg Upchurch played on it was phenomenal. Yes. I'm, I'm not busting Greg out at all. We're just talking about me. Yeah. Because it's my show.
0: Yeah. I love you, Greg. I'm talking about the whole thing.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys were
0: good, too. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, I mean, the, really the stuff I listen to, I listen to a lot of, a lot of people I know.
1: Right. No, and, that, and that's cool. That's cool. I know you haven't heard it, but you need to check out Dee Snider's new record. I don't. I didn't
0: know he had a new record.
1: Exactly. Dude fucking record is badass i
0: love me some twisted sister i do
1: too but here's here's what the cool thing is really short story because i told it a couple weeks ago uh jamie josta hate breed he has a podcast and he had d snyder on there and jamie challenged d he said i'm gonna write a record and i'm gonna produce it And you're gonna fucking sing on it you're not gonna tell me no and d went okay (laughs) he's 63 yeah he fucking slayed this record it is so good. It's called For the Love of Metal. You need to check it okay. out
0: because you'll really. Remind it. me.
1: Yeah, I will. I'll text you. I got bitch. I got your number. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> you like it? Well, that's it, kids. That's a show for the week. I love that everybody makes that face when I do that because you guys are like, wait, that's it. You weren't expecting I'm that, were like, you? Right? I'm done. <laughs> you're you're out of here. Pal. I'm out of here. <laughs> Anyway, that's the show for the week. I hope you. Uh, I hope you got something cool from Mister Watchmaker. I just like your last name. I've never told you that. I do like your last name. It's almost as good as O'Reilly. Almost. Yeah. Because I get random people that when they find out my last name, they sing a fucking jingle
0: to me. Cool thing about Watchmaker, it's me. It's you. Can you name any others besides my family? No. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I ever tell you the story Nobody ever
0: has to say Ronnie Watchmaker. You say Watchmaker. Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I get get a little bit of that.
0: Yeah. Because there's no O'Reilly's in Louisville.
1: Well, let me rephrase that. There's no musicians Musicians. named O'Reilly in Louisville. There's 47 fucking Steve Clarks,
0: though. (laughs) And none of them play the same instrument. Right. (laughs) And one of them doesn't even play an instrument. He's a photographer. Oh, no. He plays an instrument. Does he? Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about Steve Clark and ass haulers. Well, no. The other other one that, that... I, th- I thought he played. I thought he played bass. Weird silence on the show because I got okay. nothing. I could be mistaken, but I thought he played bass. How about we're both wrong? That's never going to happen. Nope. High five in like... the microphone. <laughs> 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 we might have thought that, but we'd be mistaken. Yeah.
1: <laughs> never wrong. No, thanks for coming over, man. I appreciate. it. I love it. Thank I, you for having me. Absolutely. You. You. Uh, I, I've in a non-prison
0: that. movie kind of way. <laughs>
1: You're just mad because I've watched your butt
0: before. and never told you. No, I'm pretty sure. You weren't <laughs> watching much. We had this discussion earlier. I, I don't have one. It ain't no big thing. <laughs> no ass towel.
1: <tall>. Guess <laughs> what you got? Uh, no, thank you for coming over. I, no, I've I've wanted to have you on the show for a while, and uh, schedules and all that nope, bullshit. I know how it is. Uh, but I hope you had some fun. I did have some fun. And
0: it's always good to hang with you. Yeah. I am kind of cute. Oh my god, I'm so cute. I'm right, I'm not going there. I'm not gonna... You can admit it, Ronnie. It's okay. Well, I mean, I do like the bald head thing. That's obvious.
1: Yes, don't headbutt me. Don't even look at it. You know what? Look over there where you're not supposed not to look. I'm not supposed
0: to look over there. <laughs> now you got me thinking about it. <laughs> like, I should headbutt him now.
1: No. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> the next I haven't time done you, that in a
0: long time. The next time you headbutt me, I probably will die. Yeah, I, haven't then, done that. I haven't done that to anyone in a long time.
1: It's got to hurt
0: you. No, actually it doesn't.
1: Fuck. For those of you that don't know, when Ronnie says he wants to headbutt you... Run. It sucks.
0: I usually don't say I want to. I usually just do it.
1: You need to stop it. You're gonna you're gonna give all the musicians in town brain damage and there's gonna be nobody left to play with. Oh, yeah, because none of them have brain damage now. Touche. (laughs) I
0: thought we were ending this. I thought we were too well, you know what?
1: we'll just keep on going <laughs> Now, thanks for coming over I appreciate it I hope you guys learned something uh, make sure you check out Ronnie Watchmaker in his many bands which are
0: Rockadelic, Rockadelic and Smash Alley and
1: Smash Alley when you, you guys are pretty much I know you post all your shit on social media yeah. but you are full time in both bands right so you're yeah. pretty much gigging every weekend pretty much when you're
0: when I'm healed up yes yeah
1: whatever fuck I don't even want to know
0: <sighs> God. I got pictures like show you. no <laughs> Post them. No. Ah! No, I already told you that. So <laughs> I didn't post them. When I posted it, I was heard. I was like, I'm not posting pictures. Nobody no, I, wants I, to see I that.
1: I read that, too, and I thought that was kind of cool. So where can everybody find your stuff as far as uh, Rocket Rockedelic and Smash Alley? Do they both, we have, both, their we both have their own pages? We both
0: have our own Facebook pages okay. for each one. Um, and, of course, you know, if you're friends with me on Facebook, you're going to see it, because I post it religiously every day that we play. Okay, cool. Um, and, you know... Get out and do some shit and you'll see us.
1: Yes. (laughs) Love it. So if you've never seen Ronnie play, you have to make some time to go out and see him. He is kind of cute, but he's a good player. All jokes aside. He's a hell of a player, and uh, I'm glad that I am your friend. I'm glad that you're on my side and you're not trying to headbutt me for real. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Uh, And as I say at the end of every episode,
0: go do some shit. Ronnie, tell him. Go do some shit. shit. And don't fire Stephen O'Reilly up with us <laughs> no I'm just kidding that was, that was good alright seriously get the fuck out
1: beat it we're out of here say goodbye Ronnie goodbye Ronnie so until next time I will talk at you soon